Hi, it's Mark Wasserman. Welcome to Skaboom Stories, which is the audio companion to my new book, Skaboom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History. Now that Skaboom is available through DeWolf Publishing, with pre-sale copies shipping this month, I'm still sharing a behind-the-scenes look at what readers can expect from the book. In 400 pages across 19 chapters, I've attempted to knit together the origin stories of groups of passionate musical pioneers who helped create a uniquely American version of ska and reggae. The Boilers were one of the most innovative and influential ska bands to emerge from the 1980s New York City ska scene that you may have never heard of. Take a listen to Trouble Me, the intro music for this episode, which is taken from their 1988 release, Rockin' Steady. Though they burned brightly for a short time, the Boilers were the starting point for a core group of musicians who have gone on to help define, create, and perform some of the finest American reggae, ska, and soul music. More than any of the other bands who came out of the New York City ska scene, the Boilers explored traditional reggae sounds as a vehicle for their songs about the tribulations of life and love in New York City. The original members of the band, including John Mathiason, Eric Knight, Michael O'Neill, and Oliver Ree, 
met as students in New York City at the United Nations International School, also known as Eunice. The school was affiliated with the United Nations and had a very diverse and progressive student body and curriculum. The band members were first turned on to two-tone ska when a hip, young English receptionist who worked for one of their fathers at the UN passed along a copy of the special's first album. It electrified and inspired the group, then going by the name Ghosts of Men. They later changed their name to The Unseen and began regularly rehearsing and performing at talent shows. The band soon evolved again, becoming The Boilers, after adding guitarist John Patterson, drummer Jonathan McCain, and guitarist Chien Kwok to the lineup that would begin to make waves on the early New York ska scene of the mid-80s, playing regular weeknight gigs at clubs around New York, including CBGB's. Keep in mind that at this time, all the members were still in high school. From an initial infatuation with two-tone, the band quickly educated itself on other Jamaican genres and expanded their sound to include reggae, ska, rocksteady, mento, and calypso. It was within this anything-goes time of the early and mid-80s that ska bands began popping up around New York, and soon a scene of high school kids began to coalesce around bands like Urban Blight, City Beat, and the A-Kings. The Boilers soon joined in and developed their own passionate high school following. I first heard the band's Brighter Days, the standout track on the New York Beat hit-and-run compilation, when I liberated it from my college radio station late one night. The album was one of the very first American ska compilations and was released by the nascent Moon Records. Give Brighter Days a listen. Come 
The New York ska scene began to grow, and the band grew as musicians. The lineup changed one last time, solidifying around Ree on vocals, Patterson on guitar, and O'Neill on bass, with Patrick Dower on drums, Jeff Baker on vocals and trombone, Victor Axelrod on keys, and John Broad on trumpet. This lineup of the Boilers began to write songs about what they were seeing and experiencing as teens in New York City which during the 80s was rapidly undergoing gentrification that was changing the demographics and economics of a city that had previously nurtured artists and musicians, but was now catering to an elite class of Wall Street types. I had a chance to see the band once at a show at CBGB's. What I remember is the pure energy and professionalism of their performance, more impressive as most of the band were still barely out of high school, as well as the overwhelming response from a sold-out crowd that seemed to know the words to most of their songs. I was unfamiliar with the band, but quickly ventured back into New York a few weeks later to pick up a cassette tape the band had recorded called Flotsam at Bleecker Bob's Records in the West Village of Manhattan. I loved that tape and played it till it wore out. The band had recorded songs that seemed to pick up where two-tone had left off, but they included a unique and dynamic mix of reggae, 60s ska, Mento, Rocksteady, and Calypso. It was clear that the band had not only studied the genres, but clearly lived and loved them as well, because their live shows and recorded output sounded effortless and passionate. The Flotsam cassette release served notice that the band were a musical force to be reckoned with, and they began to sell out shows across the city's booming ska scene. 
Their second release, Rock and Steady, an LP on ska records in the UK, is a lost classic of American ska. If you haven't heard it, you have to give it a listen. And if you are a serious fan of American ska, you need to try and get your hands on a copy of the long out-of-print vinyl. Give my personal favorite, Coraval, a listen to get a sense of the band's songwriting maturity and musicality.
Sadly, the band never achieved its full potential, but the Rock and Steady album captures the band at a creative peak and remains a soundtrack to a New York City ska summer of love that lasted for a few years in the mid-80s. The later-day impact of the individual band members on reggae and ska in the 21st century is impressive. Members of the band have gone on to play key creative roles in the ongoing growth and popularity of reggae and ska music. Jeff Baker, a.k.a. King Django, went on to start Skinnerbox and Stubborn All-Stars before venturing out on his own as a solo artist and reggae producer. Oliver Ree has been a New York City reggae stalwart, performing with the Cannabis Cup All-Stars as well as on his own, while Victor Axelrod, a.k.a. Tikla, is the dub reggae producer behind the Easy All-Stars projects and has performed with the Antibalas Afropop Orchestra and was a member of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Patrick Dower was also a regular member of the Easy Star All-Stars before embarking on a successful career as an artist. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Skaboom Stories. The book is now available for sale through DeWolf Publishing at DeWolf.com. Thanks and take care.